You have it tuned to the Colgate Raider Report podcast. Glad to be talking football. Yes, it is April, and we are talking football. And let's talk with a head football coach, Dan Hunt, to kick off this Colgate Raider Report podcast. Coach, first of all, did you let Abu Dharami Soiree borrow your suit for the Golden Gate Awards? <laughs> Uh, not the suit, but the shoes, maybe. That was quite an outfit. Uh, I told them w- when it was all over that we could get that encased in glass and hang it up with all of our other trophies in the, in the trophy cases up here because, you know, it's like the Smithsonian with that thing. It's been a little while since we've chatted, Coach. How did spring ball go? Spring ball went well. Obviously, I think, uh, you know, just about every coach in the country would tell you their spring ball went well. Um, but, you know, you go into a spring, and, and every spring's different. And, and so you go into a spring a little bit with, with different goals and different things that you want to achieve. And uh, obviously the first and foremost one is, you you know, for the most part of it, you want to come out healthy, which we did. And then you have goals each year of what you're, of what you're looking to achieve. And, and this year's goals... There were some positions that we needed to find out about, obviously. We lost a lot of wide receivers after this season, so that was kind of a key position for us. I thought backup quarterback was going to be a big position for us. And then on defense, finding a field corner and looking at what we had at outside linebacker. So that was really our goals. Probably in addition to, I've started working a little bit more with the quarterback, so just kind of building that relationship as we felt each other out on a more day-to-day basis than we had. And I would say that every everything we were looking to achieve and, and find out about, we did. I do look at it as a very successful spring session What was the spring schedule like? Is it the same schedule every single year, Coach, or does it change depending on the particular year and depending on what you guys did the year before? Case in point, last year you had a pretty good playoff run. First and foremost, you're right. I mean, our playoff run basically gave us an extra spring practice. We had three extra weeks of practice there. So these guys have played a lot of football. Their off-season away from it was basically a month shorter than in a normal year where you don't make a playoff run. Or I shouldn't say normal year. A normal year for us hopefully will be a playoff run. But So it is different. But our schedule is pretty much the same. I mean, we practice basically every Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. We've worked a long time to figure out the best schedule of days that we can use to still get done what we need to get done still give the players a rest and also practice at a decent time because we're sharing the field lacrosse and with as few academic conflicts as possible. So we've gone to that. We stuck with it for the most part. We went a couple early Friday mornings just because one was around Easter and the other one was the day our men's basketball team was playing in the tournament that Friday afternoon. So we went in the morning so all of our players could watch that. But that schedule really works well. Again, your numbers aren't huge. You know, you probably have 55 players out there. That's before any injury. So you got to be careful just how much you really put on these kids. They've played a lot of football and you got to be smart. We came through it well. We had 15 really spirited practices. We didn't do any sort of spring game or anything like that. It's really not possible with the number situation. We got done a lot of work, and I really do like this schedule. It worked out really well. Now that the spring session is over with, Coach, where do we go from here? What's the next step? You kind of put a button on the kids that are here. I've met with every single player individually on the team to kind of do a little recap of the spring and set their goals for the season moving forward, both as a team and individually, whether they be on the field, off the field, in the classroom, just so everybody gets a sense of, you know, hey, what they want to do. And and we write them down and they sign them and we hold them accountable that we have certain goals. And, you know, now for the players, it's just we had some weight room testing. Now it's all about your finals. Make sure we finish the season strong academically there. And the coaches basically right after spring ball, they get out on the road starting to recruit kids who are high school class of 2020, get that recruiting list already started for next year and get out and do some evaluations and talk to coaches and watch a lot of track meets and, and spring football in those states that have it. A lot of Colgate football fans already thinking about August 24th, the first game against Villanova, Coach. So I know there's a lot that still has to be determined and a lot that still has to go into who we see on the field for that first game against the Wildcats. But 
it's never too early to take a an advanced look of how the positions are breaking down currently, Coach, and what we can expect come August. So let's go through the different positions, Coach, and let's start on the defensive side of things, coming off a dominant defensive performance as the Colgate Raiders did last year. Let's start with the defensive backfield, Coach. Let's talk about the cornerbacks and safety positions. What is that looking like right now? On paper, we lose three of the four from last year if you looked at just the starters, but we have a lot of kids in the secondary, particularly at safety, who've played a lot of football for us. You know, I think our defensive backfield starts with a boo, you know, as the boundary corner. He's the best corner we've had in my time here. He's a game changer in that he can just basically take away one side of the field or take away one receiver based on what we want to do coverage-wise. So, you know, we feel our boundary corner situation is as good as it could possibly be. Field corner, we got to replace Ty Castillo, who's one of the best football players we've ever had. I think that's going to be hard just from a production standpoint, from an attitude standpoint. We had two freshmen kind of working out out there in Colin Hurd and Will Gruber. They're both really talented kids, and that battle will continue, and they'll both play with rotations and as people had more wide receivers, but I was very impressed with both of those guys. You could tell they spent their freshman fall watching Ty Castillo because they have that same combination of, you know, just incredible ball skills, incredible cover skills, but also are extremely physical. You know, as an offensive coach, you know, when we design a play, a lot of times we don't worry about blocking the corners. These are guys you're going to have to block. They both had a great spring. They showed that, you know, they're going to be able to do everything we need to do from a coverage and a run support situation, and they both are two of the better athletes on the team. I would say Gruber might be straight ahead the fastest kid on the football team. So that was really encouraging. Then when you look at safety, we have to replace Ben and Wiz. Those are two guys that have played a lot of football for us. But we got Aiden Geithner back there, who's played for us and made a lot of plays for us in the past. I think two years ago with Lafayette, he had that huge interception. And, you know, he's been on the field. He'll kind of be that general out there who's seen it and can get people lined up. You know, between Marcus Bruce and Jordan Jefferson, that gives us your other safety and your nickel and a little bit of depth there also. So, And those two guys have been on the field quite a bit whether it be in rotation, special teams, you know, they showed this spring. They're going to continue that tradition of being a physical secondary. So, you know, even though we lost three of the four guys back there, I'm real excited about that group we have coming back. I would say defensively, that could be our deepest and most talented group. Talking to Dan Hunt, head football coach here at Colgate University. As far as the linebacking core is concerned, coach Nick Ionelli, only returning starter, but still a lot of familiar names that will be out there this August. Yeah, I mean, obviously Nelly, he's switching over to the other inside spot, which should free him up to play to his strengths a little bit. He's also going to be the leader of that group, you know, of the inside guys. But, you know, I think when you look at the guys that are ready to play again, it's guys that have been in the wings, guys that have been on the field a little bit and are ready to take that next step. I think right away, Blaine Briggs, who had a great spring. He'd been on the field for us a little bit, been played a ton of special teams and is ready to be that next guy. You know, we have an award that we give out to the top scout team defensive player who basically gives the offense fits all year and it was given to tj hall it was given to nick ianelli and it was given now to blaine briggs two years ago so just guys that we knew were going to be good players he's ready to step in milton brash who's a freshman for us who got a little bit of action this year really took that step as a freshman to learn the defense and be an impact player so those three will be the majority of your inside guys in addition with jaworski who um you know will give us some depth he had a good spring uh he's a guy that we feel, you know, in addition to everything he's going to do special teams-wise, that he's going to be able to go into a game and hold his own in a reserve role and in a, in a depth role. The area where I was really the most impressed was the, our, our outside linebackers. We lost John Steffen. We lost Dylan Dulius. We played last year 
year without Trevor Thompson because of the injury. So, you know, a lot of question marks going into the spring about that position. J.C. Gahan and Jared Petrichick, B.J. Simmons, Hayden Howard really stepped up and became a strength of our defense. They wreaked havoc on our tight ends in the run game. They showed they could play in the pass game. And, uh, you know, so I'm excited there. I think all four of those guys are going to play, have a role, and, and really shore up the outside. So, again, a lot of new names, a lot of experience that need to be gained, but uh, a lot of talent. And they really continued that tradition. They played a physical brand of football all spring. Up front, Nick Wheeler gets a lot of the publicity, Coach, but Nick will be the first one to tell you that a lot of the reason why he's so good and so successful is because because of the rest of the defense, especially the line mates up front. And Nick had a great spring. You know, you don't usually think of when you talk about your list of guys who improved the most in a spring, you don't usually talk about all Americans, but I can tell you, he improved a great deal this spring, which is really exciting. He just took over. He's always been a great pass rusher. And he took over in the run game. He made a difference on every run play. He was physical. He was sound. So I'm, I'm looking for great things out of him, but you're right. I think he's got there's, there's a supporting cast around him that is, that is going to continue the tradition of a strong line. Jake Asarco, one of the better nose guards in the conference last year. Not a lot of people knew about him. He had another real strong spring at nose. We've actually moved him out to play a little bit of end too, which is great to have a versatile guy there. Abdul Coyote just keeps growing into being a better player. You know, he gains experience every day. You know, he obviously he, he saw a good taste of the field last year, but he's starting to really take the steps and he's a great student of the game who just learns from wheels every day works on his craft, and uh, you know he's going to be a kid who uh, literally with every rep of football he has, he just keeps getting better and better. So I think his future is really bright there. You look at the other positions defensively. I mean, Cam Rohr is going to be healthy again. He's kind of coming off an injury, but that gives us another dominant nose guard. Coleman Coco is really ready to kind of take that next step, and he showed a little bit last year, probably the highest motor of anybody on the D-line. And then Rosenberger uh, made a switch towards the end of nose, and that really stood out for him. So again, I think that position is going to be deep. It's going to be deep. It's going to be another strength of our defense. So, you, you know, you're going to see a lot of new faces out there, all 11 defensively. I don't think you're going to see any real drop in execution and in effort. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say we're going to shut out five teams again. That's a history-making season, but, you know, we will be a very good defense again. I can't wait to see them play. From the defensive to the offensive line, Coach, what's it looking like for the big boys up front? I tell you, I've said it a bunch. Top to bottom, this is probably the deepest, most talented offensive line room we've had in a long time. First and foremost, we'll pick Javon Wolf back up after missing all of last year so he'll be a great presence to have back he obviously was not out there with us this spring we know that he'll be coming back to kind of anchor the offensive line from an experience standpoint but if you look Charlie Halsupple at right tackle he played this spring like a guy who's played a lot of football and he's only really only played one year but he played every game this season and really is ready to take that next step to be an all-league caliber player and I think going against Nick Wheeler every day <laughs> that'll make you better so that's a great challenge for him and he's certainly done an unbelievable job with that. We actually moved Javion Queen from tackle into guard this spring, let him get a little bit of experience inside because we have so much tackle depth coming back that we moved him into the guard spot. He took to it really well. I think it plays his strength. It's going to just make him more versatile. you know. So he'll be able to play guard or tackle for us, but it was nice to get him some guard experience. Sam Deal took over at center. I mean, obviously losing Max Hartsman is big. Sam came in and really every year you circle some kids in the spring and you say, hey, these are guys we got to keep our eye on. Um, you know, They're going to need to really show what they can do and answer some questions and Sam did a great job answered every question we had about him and then some he was absolutely showed that he's going to be able to start for us at center and not miss a beat next to him obviously is Jack Badovinak who is really poised to be probably the best offensive lineman we've had in a while you know he's stepping up as a leader he was physical everything that you saw him do this year he did 
this spring and, and got even better. Pencil in them possibly as your starters. You know, obviously other things can happen, but, you know, then you look and you get the freshman class in particular, Mike Griggs, who played a little bit of center and guard, really came on physically is really that dominant blocker that we saw on film and really uh, took that step mentally. That's what you look for out of your freshmen is, is, is in the spring is can they make the step mentally to know what they're doing. He did. I think he's going to be a great, great player here. Shiva Pudagunta is our most physical offensive lineman. And now, you know, he's starting to hone in and, and get his eyes in the right place. And he brings that attitude of what you're looking for. I can promise you that. And, and I'm excited to see what he does. I think if he masters the playbook, he'll push to start. And Ben Bonenberger at tackle. To be honest with you, if he didn't get hurt in camp, it would have been a battle between him and Javion to see which freshman ended up playing all year. So, you know, to have that young talent there, in addition to our experience, I'm real excited about the depth that we have and how many guys that can play. That is Dan Hunt. This is Eric Malinowski, Colgate Raider Report podcast. We all know who the starting quarterback is going to be, Coach. So, first of all, give us your expectations for Grant Brenneman this season and who is going to be behind Grant this year. Sure. You know, you look at what you want your quarterback to be. It's him. He makes great decisions on and off the field. He loves football. It was great to spend more time in the QB room this spring, getting to know these guys and developing that relationship with Grant and, you know, him kind of seeing what I'd like to do with the offense and I've seen what he's like to do with the offense. And, you know, so that's been a great mix. And, uh, you know, I just look for him to keep growing. He's like having another coach on the field. He's a football junkie. He understands the game. He got much better this spring in our read option game, both in you know, the call to line of scrimmage that could hurt a defense and physically reading people and becoming a big threat in the run game. He really took off in that realm this spring. It started really kind of reminding me of Greg Sullivan from back in the day, his ability to really stay in the mesh. And you're right. The bigger question is what was behind him. And this spring, another guy we had circled was Jake Froshauer. Jake missed his, basically missed his freshman year with an injury. So last year was basically his freshman year all over again. First and foremost, he's one of the best athletes on the team. He runs, he can jump, he's strong. He was a guy that we really wanted to see this spring. And from practice one to practice 15, he improved so much to where we feel like we know you know, in our offense, we don't look at your backup quarterback as a backup. He's got to be another starter because of what we asked the quarterback to do. And he finished spring at that level. That gives us a little bit of a good feeling that we have some depth there. And it lets you do more with Grant. We don't have to protect Grant as much because we know we have a quality backup. So he did a great job getting himself in that position to where we feel like we've got two quality quarterbacks. And then Noah Rothman being a senior is a guy who we know has shown that he can go into a game and have have his package of plays and be able to execute the offense. So not a lot of them got done what we need to get done with that position. And who's going to be catching Grant Brenneman passes this year, Coach? Well, that was the ultimate question. When you lose that many, you got to develop some kids. We had a couple guys really step up. Garrett Oakey, he's a freshman who we knew was going to be good. He was a freshman, you know, so you never know what you're going to get there. But he kind of is from that Owen Rocket mold. He's a slot, a little bit looser in the hips, a little bit shiftier than Owen, but probably doesn't have quite the straight ahead speed that he has, but is very similar. He made a lot of plays. He got a lot of experience because there weren't a lot of receivers out there, you know, so I expect big things out of him. Kind of a pleasant surprise was Nick Gill, who's been in the program, kind of been a backup guy. He's a taller receiver. He took full advantage of the fact we didn't have a lot of wide receivers. Played really well and is a guy you'll see on the field next year, and you'll see him doing things. He got the trust of the quarterbacks. He's got great hands. He's a big physical kid, and he's in the right place at the right time. He will take the role that Piscaglia had. You know what I mean? He's that type of kid. Really had a good spring. Nick Drought battled some injury when he came back at the end. 
You know, he was looking like he's trending towards being the player we need him to be. We just need to keep him healthy. That was the biggest thing. He only practiced like four or five times. We moved Frank Ricca back to wide receiver from defensive back. Probably our fastest wideout. Had some huge plays. Just needs to keep getting experience mentally so he knows what he's doing. But certainly showed that athletically he's going to be a guy who can get on the field for us. And then Sean Emil, another freshman wide receiver, was having a really good spring. Showing himself to be dependable in the right place. And then he just got a nothing major but tweaked his knee a little bit that he missed the rest of spring. So he'll be another guy moving forward that we can lean on. So there's your wide receivers. Now the tight ends also became a huge part of the pass game. We have three of those. Nick Diaco, senior, going to be an every down guy. You know, he can do everything we ask the tight end to do. We can flex him out. He can block. He's as competitive as a kid as we have. And Mike Bavino, the freshman going into his sophomore year, played a lot last year. He's probably the most complete tight end we have. He's 6'3", he's 245, can run, can block. So those two guys are going to be a big part of what we do, both in the run and in the pass game. And Mike Kane is a senior who, who adds some depth there, who has played a little bit. So there's your receiving core top to bottom. Between that and, and who we have coming in, I can promise you this, we'll throw it and catch it. <laughs> no more James Holland in the backfield, but still a lot of experience back there. Yeah, we're fortunate. You know, you lose an All-American in James Holland, but we have between Malik Twyman and Alex Matthews coming back, I think we have still, I think those are the top two running backs in the Patriot League, and we're fortunate to have them. They both took great strides this spring and becoming a little bit more complete. They really showed great understanding of our inside zone read play, and they became dynamic in the pass game. They caught the ball a lot last year. Probably going to do even a little bit more of that with them this year, and they proved that, uh, you know, they're both ready to take their game up another level, which will certainly help us. You know, we should be able to lean on the run game during the year between the running backs and O-line that we have. And, and they're both guys who legitimately should set their goal at 1,000 yards each, and I, I think they can do it. And then, you know, another kid who we circled was John Cox. His freshman year, he got in the games a little bit during the year and, and did some things, but he was a guy that we had to see, you know, is he going to fit with what we do? Can we get him up to where he needs to be? He had a great spring, particularly at the end. By the end of spring, he was right there with those other two as far as making plays in the run and the pass game. You know, so if he can continue to progress through camp, that gives you that third quality back. You know, you like to have that many with, with everything that we'd like to do. So strong spring out of him. Tristan Fairchild is another guy who did a nice job. He knows his role. He knows what he's doing, which is what he's going to have to do, and is a guy that can go in and spell some guys and do some things. So again, I think we're deep there. I'm excited for what that position is going to be able to do moving forward. Colgate always with an emphasis on special teams, no different this year, heading in with, of course, Chris Puzzy returning, and then a punter to be determined, Coach? <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. This spring, we didn't do a million reps of special teams just because we'd like to save that to when our freshmen are here and sometimes the weather isn't up to kicking. We did a lot of punt because we have to figure out our punter. You know, right now, it's Tommy Halkyard and Barney Amore kind of battling it out. It's always good to have competition there. That will continue into camp. They both really stepped their game up, did a, did a real nice job. Coach Eisen does as good a job coaching kickers as anyone I've seen. You know, I, I'd say between the two of them, you know, we're going to be okay. I couldn't tell you right now who it's going to be, but we can let that keep battling. Obviously, Chris Puzzy a place kicker is one of the best we've ever had and one of the most consistent clutch kickers we've ever had. But freshman Jared Elstein really stepped up this spring. We didn't know a lot about him going into the spring, and, and he proved to be a kid with a big leg and some consistency, and we put him under pressure. He made a bunch of kicks for us. So we do have a little bit of depth there, which is huge. And then Jake Schaffner can never forget the long snappers because that's important. He's as good as we've had, and that settles everything down when he's in there. So you're right. We will continue to push special teams, and our specialists are as good as we've had, and we'll let them battle out. I'm sure we'll have some quality. Now we know the players, Coach, as far as the coaches are concerned. A lot has stayed the same, but there are some changes heading into this next season. Yeah, a little bit. Chris Young left uh, to take a position down at Elon College. Great opportunity for him. 
So that really, what that kind of had us do was kind of shuffled up the offensive staff a little bit in that, you know, I wanted to kind of get back in a little bit more. I, I feel like, you know, five years as a head coach now, I've kind of got the, the rhythm of the other day-to-day stuff that the head coach has to do, and I feel like I can I can get more involved in, in calling plays and game planning and coaching the quarterbacks. You know, that's what I'm going to do. Brennan Walsh is going to assist me with the quarterbacks. who he, he was with the running backs last year, and then we um, hired Jared Livingston out of Springfield to uh, come coach the running backs. And then, uh, you know, basically I've put Brad Dunley, given him the role of run game coordinator, and Terry Dow will be the pass game coordinator to kind of assist me kind of putting together what we want to do. So, you know, it's a little bit all hands on deck. It's an experienced group on, on the offensive side. One new face and a couple new people in some new positions. But, uh, you know, so it should work out. We had great, great spring communication-wise, and I think we have a good plan there. And then defensively, to me, a testament to Colgate that we can have a, a year – like we had, and be the best defense in the country, and our, all of our defensive coaches are coming back because they believe in what we're trying to do. So I'm very fortunate there. So, you know, stability with a few changes, but, you know, we're really looking forward to next year. Coach, as always, great stuff. Thank you for all the information, getting the Colgate football fans ready. August will be here before you know it. And good news, another week zero game, Coach, as the fans don't have to wait too long, August 24th with the kickoff, Coach. Yeah, that's a July 27th report date for camp. So, uh, you know, it's right around the corner. So hopefully we can, uh, you know, get a bunch of people here that first game. That Villanova game, it's a matchup. We, You know, that's a great matchup for Colgate and for Villanova and should be a great game. As always, Coach, thank you so much. No problem. I really appreciate it. That is head football coach Dan Hunt on the Colgate Raider Report podcast. I want to thank Colgate head football coach Dan Hunt for being on the Colgate Raider Report podcast. We're going to continue some football talk here and glad to be talking to the quarterback Grant Brenneman. First of all, Grant, how did the spring go? Spring was awesome. Got a lot of good reps in. Um, obviously, we got some, you know, a new wide receiver core coming in, so we got to get some good reps with them in and get the rhythm down a little bit. How important is it to get that trust early on, starting with spring ball, Grant? Like you said, a lot of new faces. Yeah, it's definitely big for us. We've got some guys that we know can step up. We just have to get them comfortable in the offense and you know, kind of get on the same page with them uh, rhythm-wise. Do you think that when you were throwing passes to number five last year, that next year you might be catching passes from Mitchell Trubisky? <laughs> well, we obviously knew that he was extremely talented, and you know, seeing the numbers that he put up at the pro day didn't surprise us at all. So I know that uh, Trubisky will have a you know definitely a good wide out in number five. How will the offense look this year, Grant, with the head coach calling the plays? And I know Coach Dunley, the run game coordinator, Terry Dow, the passing play coordinator. So with Chris Young departing for another position, will the offense look much different this year? No, there won't be much difference. I mean, we've been running Coach Hunt's offense for a while now. Formations and stuff like that might, you know, there might be little tweaks here and there, but our identity is going to stay the same. We're going to be a physical run team. Gonna push it all down the field and play action and get you know our, our speed guys in space. Grant, do you have individual goals for every year specific for that year, like when you were a freshman, sophomore, and now as a junior, or just the general goal of keep getting better? Yeah, just personally, just keep getting better every day, and and the big things take take care of themselves. And you know, when you focus on on winning and you focus on your team goals, you know, the the individual stuff tends to take care of itself, and that's what we always say here is. Especially if you want to make all league, you win the Patriot League. That, that, that's kind of our, our little saying we have around here. So when you put the team first, good things come after that. How important is it to get your body right after such a long season that included a couple of playoff games? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely important. I've been working hard to, to get healthy and stay healthy and, and just get stronger this offseason. Obviously, it's that was the longest season I've ever played in football-wise. And um, 
you know, it definitely takes a toll on you a little bit. But by now, we're refreshed and we're just ready to go. Can't wait till, for camp to start. Great news for you, Grant. The Manning Passing Academy, you're going to be part of it. Just tell us a little bit about that. What's going on? Yeah, obviously, uh, the Manning Passing Academy is just a, a huge deal in the, in the quarterback world, especially the Mannings run a little uh, weekend camp there for K-12 through kids that thousands of kids come from all over the country, but they invite about 40 college quarterbacks to come in and be counselors there and work the camp. And then we also get to do some work on the side with the Mannings and the um, the college coaches there. So all in all, it's just going to be a great experience. And I can't wait to learn from those guys. Yeah. And how did this invitation come about, Grant? Yeah, well, Coach Hunt said that there might be an opportunity and you know would like to put my name in the running for it. And then um, basically got text from Archie Manning one day saying, hey, can I give you a call? And basically invited me to the camp. And it kind of just yeah, I don't want to say happened out of the blue, but, but it did. I wasn't when Coach Hunt said that you know I might have an opportunity. I didn't know how you know how great the chance that you know that, that was, but obviously I'm extremely grateful for it, and I, and I can't wait. Have you been picking anybody's brain? Do you know any of past quarterbacks that have been a part of this? Do you know really what to expect, Grant? Not really. Not a ton of guys that I know have been down there, but I've just been reading about it and just being a quarterback my whole life. That's something that. I see every single year as you know the big name guys going down there and uh, really getting getting to learn from the best. So I'm just excited about it, and I can't I, you know like I said I can't wait. Have you ever been to Nichols State University or have you ever been to Louisiana, Grant? No, no, I don't think I've been anywhere close to Louisiana. So you know it's definitely going to be a lot hotter than uh, Hamilton, New York in in June, but it's definitely worth the trip down there. And how long is this, Grant? How will this affect your Colgate schedule at all? Really not at all. I think it. The camp runs from, I'm getting down there on Thursday and leaving on a Sunday, so it works pretty well, especially with my workout schedules. Really no problems there. What's your brother Adam up to? Of course, the year that he was going to get drafted, he announced that he was retiring from football. He's been doing really well, actually. He's working in politics back home in the Pennsylvania area, you know, doing a really enjoying what he's doing. Obviously, it's tough watching the draft and thinking, you know, what could have been, but uh, he's been, definitely made the most out of a out of his you know situation and wouldn't be surprised to see him on uh, TV broadcasting a few games here or there in the next year or so. Have you picked a major yet? Yeah, actually I just did. I'm a mathematical uh, economics major, so uh, I'm a little bit busy right now and coming up in finals week. What attracted you to that major, Grant? I, I'm more of an analytical guy. I like the numbers and uh, just everything about that and the, the challenge that it presents to me too. I think I enjoy you know, I enjoy what, what the major is to me. What do you think of that schedule? A week zero game coming up against Villanova. I thought you guys were tested last year. You're going to be put through the fire again this year, Grant. What do you think about that upcoming schedule? Yeah, I mean, looking at that schedule, how can you not get fired up for that? Open up at, you know, with Villanova and then you got you know, guys, Air Force, William and Mary, Maine, Dartmouth, all those, some big powerhouse schools there, guys that have had good seasons last year, too. So we're going to be fired up for it, and, you know, we get to be put to the test before we get in the Patriot League play, and that's what we, you know, that's the situation we want to put ourselves in. And I know you're an offensive guy, Grant, but when it comes to this, not only a defensive thing, the whole team is involved with Paul Schaffner, the defensive coordinator for Colgate. He, uh, Recently put together along with the football team, get in the game, a Merrill donor registry drive that was held recently on campus. Just give us your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, obviously Coach Schaff is a person who's been through a lot and has a lot of character and somebody that every single person on this team respects. And um, when he came to us with the with the bone marrow 
a you know donation idea. Um, we were all in for it, and we got a you know a lot of names on campus, and got a lot of buy-in on campus from students, other student athletes, um, to really you know help that cause. Grant, thanks for your time. Really appreciate it, and can't wait to see you this August. Grant, thank you so much. Great, thank you. Appreciate it. That is Colgate quarterback Grant Brenneman on the Colgate Raider Report podcast. Going to go back to the coaching staff on the Colgate Raider Report podcast, and let's welcome in the newest addition, Jared Livingston, as assistant coach for running backs. First of all, what was your reaction when you got the job? I was very excited. Couldn't ask to be at a better place uh, with a tremendous tradition of uh, excellence and winning. Uh, you know, and just the the quality of athlete and coaches up here is is outstanding. So. It was really a great place to hear that uh, I got the job. I was very grateful you know, to Coach Hunt and the, uh, the Colgate University and athletics and everything, so I couldn't have been happier. Jared, why is Colgate a good fit for you? How does your coaching style mesh with what Colgate wants to accomplish? I think culture-wise, coming from Springfield College, which is uh, Coach Hunt's alma mater, so there's a lot of succinctness there with kind of what I came through and what he's been through, and so the messaging was very similar in that realm. So, again, I just think being able to continue on with what they do up here already and just to bring a little bit of my flavor to it we're very much on the same page with everything we do so it seemed like a great fit to be here and be able to just keep running with the you know like I said the culture up here and the excellence of the program Colgate losing James Holland but certainly the cupboard isn't bare a lot of talent still in the running back slot what do you hope to accomplish with this group absolutely big shoes to fill after James again what I'm trying to do is get the absolute best out of those guys in the room make sure that we continue on in the strong tradition that's been left behind by James and even the guys previous to that that have come through. Ultimately, just being able to execute everything that we need to on our end, do our job. We're one of 11, so as long as we're taking care of what we need to do, that'll hopefully help the entire rest of the offense move. Again, just be successful on the field. we got to take care of what we need to take care of. That's pretty much what we got to get done. Nate Eaches, Jordan Scott, Jamal Branch, and those are just some of the great running backs that have put on a Colgate uniform. Kind of surreal, Jared, when you hear some of those names that now you're going to be coaching maybe some of those backs that we'll mention in the same breath as the guys I just mentioned? Absolutely. I think Malik is able to be one of those guys. It's going to be in that conversation as well as Alex Matthews and the young guys coming up, like you mentioned Cox before. All three of those guys are tremendous talents. They can you know take it and run away with it and be absolutely in that conversation of great backs that have come through this program. What lessons did Springfield teach you as a coach that can be transferred over to the Division One level? A lot of hard work and perseverance you know, that's just really what kind of goes into the game and being able to take care of the details day in and day out and just have that mindset of, you know, always trying to finish what we start and making sure that we're doing it the best of the, our ability, you know, do it right the first time. Those lessons is coming up through a coach, you know, through that program, you know, have been very impactful for me and how I just operate on a daily basis. Every time that I step into the office or on the field, you know, as a coach, details are everything. And it's very important that we take care of those day in and day out because ultimately that's what's going to be successful for us in the long run. Every time one of those little details adds up on the good side or the bad side, can be the difference. You were a running backs coach at Springfield. You played the halfback position. So how helpful is the experience that you have with this position? The fact that you're starting out at Colgate coaching a position that you're very familiar with. 
it's always great to have played the position. You have the experience being in that role. For me, as approaching as a coach, you know, as a former player of that position, I can see some of the details that maybe somebody who hasn't been able to do it in that role as a player would just having that outlook on different things or being able to find some small details in the way, you know, a guy's technique is and fundamentals, something about the way he might move or, uh, you know, approach a situation. Also on the mental side of things, you know, just kind of working on here's the picture, here's what we're trying to accomplish, being through those experiences as a player. You know, you can always reflect on situations that you've been in in the middle of a play or something that you've run into before that maybe one of these guys hasn't been through yet. Just provide some of that experience and that knowledge just to get them to understand what it is that they're looking at pre-play, pre-snap, in the middle of a play and just how they can approach those little nuances a little bit better. That way when the time comes and they're in the middle of it, you know, they don't lose focus and, and they're able to execute you know, at a high level. I'm talking to Jared Livingston, assistant coach for running backs at Colgate University. While you were at Springfield, either when you were a player or as a coach, can you tell the listeners out there any Coach Hunt stories that you may have heard that won't get you in trouble with the head coach or uh, <laughs> anything to tell us? I don't have any good coach hunt stories that I've been told that would not get me in trouble in any way. Not that I have that many to begin with, but Coach C always had really great things to say you know, about Coach Hunt as they were down there at Springfield at the same time. So he's always, again, been very uh, fond of, of Coach Hunt. You know, In that regard, I've heard a lot of great things on that end of it, but uh, nothing mischievous, no. Are you aware that Coach Hunt pretty much started out the same way as you, Jared? Played at Springfield, went back as a GA, and then got a job with Colgate. Pretty remarkable in that aspect, and I guess it shows, you know, hard work can really pay off as it did for Coach Hunt. That likeness right there was something that I came to, you know, learn as well. You know, so I think that's obviously what helped out a lot as far as us making a good connection because, you know, I'd been through a very similar situation as him. So he knew, you know, where I was coming from and, you know, the level of uh, work that's asked of us, you know, down at Springfield and everything like that. So I know he felt very comfortable with knowing exactly where I had come from because that's exactly what he had come through as well. It's a great connection that we have for sure what did you know about colgate university football before coming here jared just kind of from a distance but nothing too in-depth that obviously i'm learning now outside of the things that you know coach c had said about coach hunt and the program that you know they run up here and you know obviously you see it in the in the stats and uh you know the win-loss column and again the excellence that they've put you know, on the field over a long time before even Coach Hunt with Coach Biddle. Those kind of things that I knew of, but a little bit from a distance. But like I said, everything's been uh, outstanding as far as, you know, what the program represents over a long period of time. You are staying in the Northeast, but Hamilton a little different than Springfield, Massachusetts. Are you and the family getting adjusted okay? Yeah, we are. We're, uh, you know, making the transition and, and getting up here, you know, coming from Seattle and then going to Springfield, which is a little bit smaller of a town, and uh, coming to Hamilton, which is even a little bit more smaller than that. So, uh, it's been nice, but uh, we do like the slow pace and a small community feel where you're going to get to know each other, you know, and everybody knows you. So it, it's been very, very nice for us. Yeah. Tell us that story, Jared. How did it come about where you moved all the way from the beautiful Pacific Northwest to play college ball at Springfield? Yeah, it's a, it's a long story, but, you know, the gist of it is uh, as I played uh, hockey growing up, and so uh, I've, I wanted to continue my career at a higher level, and uh, most times uh, that requires either going to, you know, Canada, Minnesota, or New England. So I chose New England and came out here to play hockey in high school. I ended up getting an opportunity to then play football, got recruited to play football at Springfield ultimately, and that's what I chose to do. That's, uh, again, the abbreviated version. That's how we got out here. Jared, welcome to Colgate University. Best of luck to you, and thank you so much for being on the show absolutely thank you 
I appreciate it. That is Jared Livingston, assistant coach for running backs at Colgate University on the Colgate Raider Report podcast.